G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus faced persecution and crucifixion for us. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to understand his motive. Why did Jesus go through with this? How easily he could have just said, you know what, I'm just done. No, he endured the cross. He was looking past all that he was going through to what would be accomplished, and it was the joy set before him. And guess what the joy set before him was? It was you. So you should keep running your race for Jesus because Jesus ran his race for you. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Any mother will tell you the pain of childbirth can be excruciating. Yet many women say they forget all about that pain when they get to hold their brand new baby for the first time. The joy justified the pain. Well, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie shows the pain Jesus suffered on our behalf. The Bible says, For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame. Given what He endured for you, what are you enduring for Him just now? Important encouragement is coming your way. Stay with us. I went to see the doctor recently for my yearly checkup, which I don't look forward to, I have to admit. But fortunately, I did quite well. Everything's good to go. And I'm very thankful for that. And I made the big mistake of telling a friend of mine that I did well on my physical because he's a really fit guy. He's a guy that likes to push the boundaries, you know, push the limits. And so he said, oh, you did well in your physical. Well, let's go for a walk. Well, I thought we'd go for a normal walk. I'll take a walk usually for 35 to 40 minutes. That was just getting started. He took me on what ended up being a two-hour walk. Now, that's not that big of a deal, but it was all uphill. And I mean really uphill. We were climbing and climbing, and he said, you're going to see this really cool lake. Well, I don't care that much about lakes, but you know, I'm on my way up and I'm getting really tired. Like after an hour and a half of walking uphill, I said, you know, I'm kind of ready to turn back. And he said, no, the lake is just around the corner. And then we see a lady coming down the path with her dog and he's a little bit ahead of me. And he asked her, the lake is right up here, right? She says, oh no, it's way up there. And, and then I'm standing at a distance. I said, by the way, I did well on my hearing test. I just heard that. I'm going back. And I started back then, no, come on, Greg, you can make it. Then he starts quoting scripture to me. His name is Paul. He says, Greg, remember the Bible says, running the race that is set before you with endurance, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, and lay aside the weight and the sin that be, okay, okay. So I, you know, I go a little bit further and a little bit further. And finally, we get to the elusive mystical lake with unicorns flying over it, right? It's more like a pond, honestly. Wasn't all that impressive. So when I was all done, it was two hours, all uphill, covering six miles, 
and I figured I burned enough calories to eat a cheeseburger, fries, and a malt. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, you know what? Life can be just like this. Sometimes in life we feel like I can't go on another step, right? I reach my limits. But what keeps us going is if we have a purpose, if we have a goal, not some stupid lake. <laughs> we have something far better. Because in the Christian life it gets hard at times, doesn't it? And we get attacked at times. And we face obstacles at times. And we're discouraged at times. And we're disappointed at other times. So what is the key to running the race of life and making it to the end? I have no idea. God bless and good. good no. I have a very good idea. It's right here right in the Bible. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, here's the verse Paul quoted to me. Since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let's lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance a race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Now this verse speaks to those who are disappointed and discouraged. And I wonder tonight if I'm speaking to someone like this. You're very discouraged. You're very disappointed. Something's happened that's been a huge setback for you. You know, in Hebrews 12, verse 11, from the Phillips translation, Paul says this, get a fresh grip on life and brace your trembling limbs. Don't wander from the path, but forge steadily onward on the right path. The limping foot recovers strength and does not collapse. I love what the author of Hebrews says, don't wander from the path. In our little journey to the lake, we got off the path a couple of times. And sometimes in the Christian life, we get off the path we get led astray and we get discouraged. And disappointment is a very real thing. I read an article in a New York magazine uh, called The Science of Disappointment. And this article points out that the feeling of being let down is one of life's toughest emotional experiences. And there's a lot of things or a lot of people even that let us down in life. It could be a parent, it can be a child, it can be a spouse, it can be a friend. It can be a boyfriend. It can be a girlfriend. It can be a best friend who lets us down. And some of you even feel as though God has let you down. You feel the Lord didn't come through for me. I was telling everyone he would heal me of this or he would open this door. Or he would provide this and it didn't happen. You feel as though God has let you down. And this article went on to say the feeling of disappointment is linked to your levels of dopamine. And dopamine is a brain's pleasure chemical released during positive life experiences. For instance, sometimes when people go shopping, they get a release of dopamine. That's why they call it retail therapy, right? You know what I'm talking about? You get that, you're almost like it's like a little bit of a high, right? And then when you get that super cool outfit and you go home and someone sees it and says, that's so ugly, why are you wearing it? You crash, right? <laughs> or your birthday's coming, the dopamine's released. You're telling all your friends and now you're waiting for a double dose of dopamine, even better than a double dose of espresso. You're waiting for it and no one remembers your birthday and now you crash even harder because you got so built up about it in your mind and then it didn't happen and that can lead to disappointment. I think that's how the disciples felt when Jesus was nailed to a cross. He told them repeatedly, the Son of Man, referring to himself, will be betrayed 
and he will be tried. And he will be crucified and arise again from the dead. Three days later, he was very exact about what was about to happen. They may have thought he was speaking metaphorically. He didn't really mean what he was saying. These are some kinds of riddles he was saying. They weren't sure. But they didn't take it literally and they should have because that's exactly what happened. And when Jesus was betrayed and when Jesus was crucified, their hope was defeated and their dreams were destroyed and their faith was demolished. So if you feel yourself disappointed and discouraged, again, come back to Hebrews 12, verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and now is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You're listening to A New Beginning with the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, Pastor Greg Laurie. And he's speaking about the Lord as he approached his sacrifice on Calvary. It's a message called Dealing with Discouragement. Some great input for Good Friday. Let's continue. So first he's betrayed by his friends. Then appearing before Pilate, Pilate has him scourged. We just read Pilate scourged him and sent him to be crucified. There's no detail given. That's because if you were living in the first century, you didn't need detail because you knew all about it. Because the Romans whipped and crucified people left and right. But for us today, we don't realize how horrific and painful and torturous it was to actually scourge a person. They would use a whip embedded with bits of metal and glass, and it would rip into the flesh. Then it would rip into the skeletal tissue, sometimes even exposing vital organs. In fact, the scourging was sometimes called the halfway crucifixion. Some people didn't even survive the scourging. So now there's the emotional pain of rejection. Then there's this scourging that left Jesus just beaten and bloodied. His flesh literally hanging in ribbons. 39 times that whip came upon his back. And then of course he had to carry his cross. That heavy wooden cross up on his shoulders through the streets of Jerusalem, he had the crown of thorns pressed into his head as the Roman soldiers struck him in the face. Have you ever been hit in the face? It's not like it is in the movies, by the way. Because, you know, in a big fight in the movies, they hit someone, they kind of smile. No, you don't smile. They hit him in the face. They ripped the beard out of his face. And then he went, of course, to the place of the skull, as it's called, Golgotha, and there they nailed him to the cross. And as bad as all of this was, it wasn't the worst part. The worst part of the crucifixion wasn't the betrayal by friends. It wasn't the scourging. And it wasn't even the crucifixion. The worst part of the death of Jesus was when he had to literally bear the sin of the world. Because this is a man who never sinned once. He didn't even have one thought out of harmony with the Father in heaven. He was fully God, yet fully man. And when all the sin of the world was placed upon him, causing Jesus to say, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, or translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was the worst moment of all. Yet he pressed on. Why did Jesus go through with this? How easily he could have just said, you know what? I'm done with all of you. I mean, my own disciples have betrayed me. Everyone hates me. I'm just done. No, he went through with it. 
What kept him going? It's found here in our verse, Hebrews 12. Who for the joy that was set before him, verse two, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and now has sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. The joy set before him. Joy? Joy on the day of the crucifixion? Where was the joy? Oh, there was some joy. Because he was looking past the pain. He was looking past the anguish. He was looking past all that he was going through to what would be accomplished. And it was the joy set before him. And guess what the joy set before him was? It was you. It was me. It was us. Christ died for us. I love the way Paul framed it when he said he loved me and he gave himself for me. Listen, he was thinking of you when he carried that cross of the city. He was thinking of you when he bore the sin of the world. So you should keep running your race for Jesus because Jesus ran his race for you. And that's why Paul says, consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Look to Jesus. Now I know we say that a lot. Just look to Jesus. What does that even mean? Well, actual literal definition of this phrase is Turn your eyes away from other things and fix them onto something. I mean, if you really focused on something right now, if you focused on this podium, for instance, and you only looked at it, uh, everything else would become somewhat blurry. It's the same with a camera. You focus on your subject. You get it dialed in. The focus there blurs other things out. It's actually an effect they use in photography. You blur out other elements so the subject stands out clear. That's what it means to look unto Jesus. I'm looking to Him, and by looking to Him, I mean I'm putting Him first. I'm filling my mind with the Word of God. And that can help you get through what you're going through right now. And I need to lay aside anything that slows me down. Verse one, lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets you. Maybe you've come to this service tonight carrying a lot of weight. And by weight, I don't mean physical weight. But I'm talking about just burdens, hardships, difficulties, problems, just dragging them around, dragging them, you know. You might even like to drag them around. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I always take too much stuff with me when I travel. And I have a little bag with wheels, right? And no matter what size it is, I'll fill it. I don't even need the stuff I put in it. I just fill it up. And I walk around with that bag on wheels, you know. And some of us are like that in life. We're just walking around, wheeling around our burdens. We just take them with us everywhere. And then when you put them in the overhead, they're kind of heavy, you know. And, and you put them up there and they barely fit in the overhead. You shove them in and you yank them out again. We do that with life. Well, we need to take those things and cast them aside. Cast aside the sin and the weight that holds you back. You know, some people have a certain kind of metabolism where they can eat anything they want and never gain weight. Are there any of those people with those high metabolisms here? You can eat anything. Get out. No, seriously, just leave. No, I wish I was you. I don't have that metabolism. I did when I was in my 20s. But uh, as time passed, I'm not able to do that any longer. But, you know, sometimes one thing will slow one person down that will not necessarily slow another person down. The weight can vary from person to person, but sin is sin. You know what that weight is. You know what that thing is that may dull your spiritual appetite. You know what that issue is that kind of distracts you from your faith. You know what that relationship is that pulls you down whenever you're around that person. And you certainly know what that sin is 
that God doesn't want you to be involved in. So lay those things aside. And again, verse three, consider Jesus. Focus on Jesus. We need to consider Jesus because he never stopped considering you. We need to look to Jesus because he's always been looking out for you. We need to live for Jesus because he died for you. He was thinking of you when he went to that cross. He loves you and he has a plan for you. So if there's anybody here that does not have the certainty that Christ is living in them. You don't know for sure that you will go to heaven when you die. But you want to know. You want this relationship with God. I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to Him and believe in Him. So let's bow our heads for a prayer. Everybody praying, please. Father, I pray now that your Holy Spirit will speak to the heart of every person, wherever they may be. And if they don't know Jesus yet, let this be the moment they believe. Let this be the moment they give their life to you. Let this be the moment where they are forgiven of all of their sins and they enter into this relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer about coming to the Lord to find forgiveness of sin. And if you'd like to do that, Pastor Greg would like to help you with that right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need. Or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus and I want Jesus. But maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sin and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior, as God, as friend? I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter, because God's Word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it, or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And we would love to follow up with you by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it your way free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-50-11. Well, tomorrow we'll discover the whole point of Easter and what Easter accomplished. Pastor Greg says that when Jesus rose again, it not only defeated death on that one occasion, but it defeated death permanently. 
Learn more tomorrow at the same time, right here on A New Beginning. copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Dealing with Discouragement, a Good Friday message. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-50-11. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.